The day gonna come when I won't march no more But while my sister ain't equal And my brother can't breathe Hand in hand with my family We will fill these streets Power to the power To the power to the people Ooh, power To the power To the power to the people Ooh, power To the power To the power to the people We gonna get our freedom we gonna get our freedom you can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people yes I wanted to bless up the space this episode with Amelia Allen Sherwood's voice, her and Sun Sun. <laughs> you heard him towards the end. Amelia Allen Sherwood is known to some as Hood Montessorian, and she is impacting her community right there in so-called New Haven, Connecticut, and beyond that with her work as a Black Montessorian. I find it so interesting. I'm so encouraged by the diversity of liberation work that Black people continue to do. I am not knowledgeable about Montessori in detail, which is why I reached out to Amelia in part. I also don't identify it as a form of self-directed education but it feels very appropriate for Fair of the Free Child podcast because it's a Black liberation move. It is something that Black communities have understood, have invited in, as you'll hear Amelia talk about, and are working with as a part of how we liberate ourselves from these oppressive systems that vilify us, that omit us, that murder us, and that have us out here thinking, how we get free is to be in closer proximity to whiteness, the behavior of it, the acceptance of who we are in terms of the white gaze. All of those things that continue to feed our oppression, our suppression, our division, our merely surviving, if that, all of those things are named, navigated, worked through, worked beyond when we embrace liberation work as a collective. So I don't need to be fully in agreement with or even fully understand another Black person's liberation work if I see the impact of it on community, if I feel before I even see a level of connection to what is going on, if I can trust the intelligence outside of me and observe how it's happening in other communities, then I can embrace elements of other types of liberation work, even if it don't look just like mine. So this episode is to completely big up the Black Montessori movement because I am seeing and feeling so many elements of liberation work coming through that. And I wanted to give you bits of that here too. Amelia and I had this conversation actually in November of last year. And of course, you know, so much has happened since then. I'm so grateful that Amelia made the time. She is a busy sister doing a lot of work, as am I. But we made the time to sit together and she's going to be joining us in a couple of weeks for a field trip also. 
So I cannot wait to do that real-time interaction, connection, liberation talk with Amelia. For now, though, I'm going to share a snippet of Amelia and my conversation that we had in November. Before that, though, I want to introduce, maybe, if you don't know her, or just like celebrate Ashley Causey Golden, who is here in so-called Atlanta, Georgia, and has recently created Gather, which is a Montessori program for young people. And she used the term Gather based on hearing Amelia say it some years back. Amelia was on Instagram as Hood Montessorian. You can now find her by her name directly. And of course, all of those links are going to be on the show notes page. Raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 216. Greetings. My name is Ashley and I'm the creator of Afrocentric Montessori. And I just wanted to send out a short video to share some of my thoughts because I have been intentionally silent these past couple of days because I've been reflecting about the killing of Ahmad. It shook my core because I am an unapologetically black educator and I talk a lot about liberation, not only for black students, but also for the parents and the teachers out there. And it just made me think, am I doing a disservice to talk to black students about loving their melanin, taking up space, seeking and loving and appreciating their own genius outside of the white gaze, outside of white validation? Am I doing a disservice by providing those tools to them when the world does not yet value their body? When you can say the wrong thing in the dead. I'm still grappling with that, but I've been in conversation with other black and brown educators that made me realize that I need to continue sowing seeds of hope. Despite the system of oppression that are out there and that will continue to run, I still need to spread seeds of hope. And that's what I want Afrocentric Montessori to be. Yes, get it, Ashley. So Ashley co-created this with Shelby Stone Steel. And I will be sure to put a link, of course, on RaisingFreePeople.com forward slash 216. So you can get a direct link to that announcement from Ashley and Shelby. Uh, the show notes are so powered up, y'all, because we got mad links provided by Amelia Allen Sherwood of who to visit, who to follow, who to check out for more blackity black ass focus on liberation minded education. Yes, the page also includes a sweet little write up from Amelia about what is bringing her joy right now. I'd asked her that question and her answers were delicious. <laughs> She even put me on to someone that I was not aware of before, Carmion Hamilton. As she mentioned, one of the things bringing her joy right now is Carmion winning design stars on Discovery. She's really into black interior designers, following them on the gram. It was just a great conversation. So listen in. Make sure you head over to the show notes page because you will get the links to Sankofa Learning Center 
which is Amelia's dream seed. We'll also have the link to Elm City Montessori, where Amelia serves as the anti-bias and anti-racism director. So, so many good things to check out. So many great conversational gems happening right here, all up and through. And we will continue to vibe next week with your feedback and some more gems. And then the following week, we will have our field trip recap or replay with Amelia. So stay tuned and let's listen. So after I got out of college, I was like incredibly broke and really defeated because I really wanted to be a music educator. But unfortunately, the program that I was in, it was going to take me another two years. And I really just wanted to get out. So I got out with a sociology and anthropology major as an anthropology major. And after I got out of school, I was looking for a job desperately. And Montessori on Edgewood popped up. And I was like, what is Montessori? Never heard about that in EDU 101 class. Like, what is this? And I started looking it up, like YouTubing all of these things. And I saw these majestic white women being graceful with their bodies and these wonderful white children, really, really like obedient. And I'm like, what is this? And to my surprise, the school that I was going to interview to was a predominantly black school and it was in a black neighborhood. And I quickly realized that Montessori is actually like coming back to what we already know as black folks. It is extremely indigenous to what black people, indigenous people have done for their children for centuries. We know that our ancestors looked at children as little ancestors and really honored them. It's very colonial of us to look at children in this way of like, you need to obey me. So I quickly realized that like, okay, Montessori is beautiful and there are some institutional stuff that's happening because they weren't the right people to do it. Montessori was founded a long time ago and there have been different shifts in culture, different shifts in all of these things that we need to take into account. So when I always get into Montessori spaces, I always really say that very clearly that like Montessori gave us the blueprint. This is not at all what she thought that this was probably going to be. And she probably would say, why did you stop working? The first time I observed in a Montessori classroom and I watched three and four year olds learn really, really out of this world concepts at three and four, I cried. Montessori is very intentional about how children learn specifically through their senses in those primary years. And what I think Montessori has failed to do is to really translate all that beautiful materials and all of those things that happen in the first six years of life into lower elementary and upper elementary. That's where you see that Black people Latinx people, they end their Montessori journey there because they, we quite haven't got it and we quite haven't sold this idea of like 
be stuff coming from concrete to abstract in such a beautiful way where children are learning what they want to learn and their materials are just project-based like coming into this like yes you have your own space to learn freely what do you want to observe today what do you want to research about today and then all of those other things will come. I think that black folks, we get so worried about, oh, my child is behind. My child is this. And I have definitely been in those moments. I'm still in those Me moments. Me too. Yeah, I've been there. I'm, I'm still looking at my child. I'm just like, okay, this is saying this, but I know that being behind is actually a social construction, just like racism. And that's what I have to look at it like. This is doing exactly what it wants it to do. It wants us to feel like we are not good enough. Our children are not good enough. Right. And are just not enough, period. Exactly. And I think that like Montessori has the ability to really capture that. But because it has been absorbed and distorted with white inferiority, because Akilah, I just call it for what it is. It is white inferiority and not white supremacy. Right. Because white supremacy is a myth and we often don't say the myth of white supremacy. We just say white supremacy, wet white supremacy. Where Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like it's been very distorted and it's lost its indigenous values, right? Like Montessori, it is indigenous to us. That's why I created Hood Montessori. And it's just like, nah, this is for us, y'all. my dream seed, which is to have my own Montessori African-inspired school one day. So that is Sankofa Learning Center. That's my dream child. It Mm. will essentially be a daycare center for infant toddlers, three to six-year-olds, with a space to have a Black homeschooling collective, and then also a space for Black healers and practitioners to have a space there. So that's my dream. He wants to sound out every single thing that he sees. When we're in the car, he's looking, he's saying, stop, stop. And I'm yeah. just like, yes, you are getting it. Like you're absorbing all of this information. And some of this stuff, Akila, I have not taught him. And I know his teacher hasn't taught him. He has absorbed this world and is making these inferences and conclusions for himself. Yes, because that's humane. When you spoke at the beginning about the ways that we have always been and that elders had used to have the benefit and the privilege of observing, the humane benefit of observing, which they didn't after the whole settler colonial shift into becoming producers. And this is the thing that in our space, when you say some of this stuff I didn't teach him, That's no surprise to me at all. Of course you didn't. You are not the holder of all the knowledge. No one is. And he comes completely whole. Like he has his own way of learning. Some kids will sound it out like that. Others will not need to do that. And we might think they're not learning it because we don't hear it, but then we see them read or hear them read. So it's like, it can look like so many different ways. And that's always both the thing that I'm excited about and also concerned about When I think about spaces that prioritize a child's learning in the context of like grade levels and elementary, I wonder about how do you manage that and the children who will not do the checklist things like your son sounding out the letters, you know what I mean? Like how do you support parents who still have that level of anxiety because we are so schooled 
to recognize that learning happens a bunch of different ways, even outside of the context of the sensitive period or things like that? Like, is there space for that in it as far as you see? I absolutely think so. And I think specifically at the school that I work at and that my children go to, it is a hit or miss, especially for Black folks. Like we talked about before, it's just like, we are so used to getting a grade that when we have kind of like this very relaxed pedagogy in front of us, we get afraid of it. We don't see it as an opportunity to like live in our liberation. Yeah, We see it more of like, okay, I need to take my child out of this school because they're not excelling. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. But when in all actuality, we're really just trying to honor your child. And that's how they learn. And that's how you going to see what you don't even see yet. Yep. I hear you. Okay. So you said you do know that that's there and that's the struggle that is present in a lot of the spaces, right? Yeah. Especially public Montessori schools, private Montessori schools, they gonna thrive and live because there's just a lot of white folks in private Montessori, you know what I'm saying? And privileged and like well to do, well off folks that made a conscious choice to put their child in Montessori. In some cases in public Montessori, some people say they have a choice, right? Because like we all know about like open choice and charter schools and magnet schools and all of that. So like some folks come into Montessori not really understanding and knowing what it is. And then some of them will be like, oh, I'm out. And then some of them are just like, actually, this is really dope. And I really appreciate this. You know what I'm saying? And I have yes. to respect everyone's decisions. Everybody is on their own journey to their own space of liberation. And I have to just accept that. Totally. And still be able to support and meet people where they are when you can. And then also pull some people along because sometimes we got to be like, listen, get your feet up because I'm telling you something. And I feel like a little bit of both is important. It's so it's encouraging to hear your take on it and the way that it's obviously you see it in action in your community. And I feel like that's what's relevant, far more relevant than my limited perspective on it. Because when I hear you talk about it, it really feels like an opportunity to be in conversation as somebody who's interested in self-directed education and knowing that there are so many structures for it already, like agile learning and Sudbury, even though I don't, I don't really get down with Sudbury that much, to be honest, but definitely <laughs> agile learning and of course the unschooling movement. And I feel like there's an opportunity to transition, mm-hmm. particularly for black children into self-directed practices from Montessori so that when you are 16, 17, yeah. you know, you do have a lot of practice in understanding yourself from a multi-sensory partnership centered space so that you can apply that. It sounds like there's plenty opportunity for that. Yeah, we have a lot of folks that come to us that were either unschooling or homeschooling before. Mm. And it's definitely has been a really good experience for them. That's so good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really interested in that now. This is good. I feel like, God, like how come we haven't talked before? I feel annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? I know. I also want to shout out like, all the Black Montessorians that I have learned, that I continue to learn from, just like from Afrocentric Montessori to Joy to Montessori Madre, and then like to my Montessori for Social Justice folks, like that's where I really learned that like Black folks really were about this work. Like in the 60s and 70s, 
black people were starting Montessori schools. There's a Montessori school called Malcolm X Montessori. Okay. Word. <laughs> and ke- like people in Oakland, they've been using Montessori as a space to liberate their children. And very quickly, there's this beautiful, if you ever get a chance, there's this book called Diverse Families by Mira Debs, and she talks about Montessori public schools, but she talks about this one woman. Her name is Mae Gadap, and she was from Boston, and she started a Montessori program in Boston in the blackest neighborhood in Roxbury area in Massachusetts in, I think it was like the 50s or 60s, and she had like a beautiful concept of Montessori. She wanted to have a Montessori program from birth to age 18. She had this beautiful program. It lasted until she was almost, I think she was like in her 80s before she shut the school down. And in her first year, she brought all of her preschoolers to Africa. Wow. And that is the history that Montessori has been uncovering for like just in the last like three years. It's just like, why don't people know that there were black and brown people in Montessori doing this work to liberate their children? Yes. And what did that look like? Exactly. Because that's the part that we get stuck at. I mean, you could like this woman would fundraise her little butt off, get in plates together. Okay. Like she was about that community life. Not only did she want a Montessori school, she wanted a whole community. It was like a Montessori school in the middle of this black community. Those were like the imprints that she has. And I feel like it has become my cosmic task to fulfill what she was not able to do. Yes. Talk about it. That is a beautiful vision. So I would say follow Sankofa Learning Center on Instagram. My handle is Amelia A. Sherwood on Instagram. That's where I kind of spend a lot of my time. Those are the spaces. And then I get really excited about this collective power. I have folks in Atlanta who are starting schools and people in Massachusetts that are starting schools in Oakland. And like, if we could like be sister schools or if like have this like network of folks that are doing work for the people and by the people would be amazing. So exactly. Slide in my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yo, so much goodness. Amelia Allen Sherwood, thank you so much for what you do. It is such a pleasure to get to know you and to witness the work that you are part of, the communities that you are part of, the liberation work that you are doing and collaborating on. So if you are like, yo, I'm feeling this. How do I support Amelia's freedom dream? Here's what you do. You follow Sankofa Learning Center on Instagram. And on May 4th and 5th, they are doing a live. So make sure you turn on your notifications because they're going to be talking about the great give where they'll be asking for your support from the community to help seed the vision of the African-centered Montessori program in so-called New Haven, Connecticut. So you can learn more details on Instagram from May 4th and 5th. So make sure you turn your notifications on and learn more directly from Amelia and that whole crew over at Sankofa Learning Center. All right. So y'all, 
show notes page for links and details. Make sure you're following this podcast or subscribe to it so that you do not miss these gems. And as usual, thank you for listening and chat to you next week. Audio by Raising Free People Network.